Perek Beis Mishadal Stom Nedom Hachmer. If a person makes a neder, it depends on what he intended. Sometimes intentions could be a way which makes the neder valid, and sometimes intentions can make the neder invalid. So if you're not sure, stum the dorm, the guy made a neder, we don't know which way he meant, lachmi, you have to be stringent. But if he clarifies, he could clarify and tell us what he meant, and even if it's to be lenient, we'll allow him to be lenient. Kate said, how do you have this? So Michigan can give us four examples where you could have a neder that's unclear and can go both ways. Let's say a guy has, for example, a loaf of bread. He says, this loaf of bread should be like salted meat or like libation wine to me. So it can go two different ways. It could go the first way, if he clarifies to us, for example, that he made the vow to Shemayim, meaning that he had in mind that this loaf of bread should be like salted meat or libation wine that's used in the base of Migdash for the offering for the carbonos, because you know carbonos use uh, salt when they when they have the meat, they salt their meat, and they have many carbonos. They have the the, the nesachim, they have the libation wine. So if he meant if he tells that's what he meant, then his loaf of bread will be prohibited because the beautiful nether. He's making a vow that his bread should be like that salted meat or libation wine that's used for the carbon perfect but if but if he tells us that he had in mind for the salted meats or the libation wine that used to have voters for idol worship mutter then his bread will be permissible because that would be an invalid nether because we said already like you cannot make a nether by linking it that it, could, that it should be like something that the Torah already prohibited already like chaza like pork and anything used for idol worship is prohibited so that cannot be a good nether a carbon is beautiful because a carbon is something where you have an animal that the Torah did not prohibit a person came along and the clear that it should be a carbon that made it prohibited so linking it to that would make it also would be a beautiful net there the instum but let's say the guy did not clarify whether or not he meant by the salted meat or the libation wine whether he meant for a carbon for avodah zara then also then it's prohibited to eat the bread like we said in the beginning of the mishnah because he said that stum the dom you don't know you have to be stringent the second example haray like a cherim a person said this loaf is like a cherim to me now when a person says this item is a cherim. It can mean one of two things. It can either mean it's a donation to the base of Middash, to the temple, which is prohibited, and that'll be a beautiful nether. The guy says that this loaf of bread should be a cherim to me. So now it's going to be prohibited, like it's like as if it is donated to the temple. But if he went ahead and he had in mind another type of cherim, because it's a cherim that the person says something is a cherim, it's, it's going to be given as a gift to the Kohen. So then it's permissible, because even though until the coin gets it, it's prohibited. But once the coin gets in his hands, then the, the sanctity falls off of it. So when the guy says, Haraya like a cherim, this loaf is like a cherim to me. So if he tells us that he meant a cherim, he means that he was referring to a cherim of uh, to heaven, meaning a gift to the base of Migdash, then this loaf is prohibited because that's, that's what the cherim does. A cherim is something that is forbidden based on this person's declaration because a person declares that this should go to the base of Migdash. So here also, this piece of bread now is going to be a cherim. It's perfect. Therefore, the bread will be prohibited. But if he went ahead 
and he is referring to a chayim of kahanim, meaning a gift of the kahanim, kichem shukan mutter, then the bread will be permissible, because even though, until it gets to the coin, it's sanctified, because he made this bread into a chayim, but once it gets into the coin's hands, it's permissible, so that's probably, we assume that's what he meant, he meant when it gets to the coin, and when it gets to the coin, it's not, it's not going to be prohibited anymore, but if stum, but if he made a stam, he said, harayah like a chayim, this loaf is like a chayim to me, then it will be prohibited. It's also prohibited because, like we said in the beginning of Mishnah, that if you're not sure, you have to be stringent. The third case, like Let's say a person says, this loaf of bread is like miser to me. That was his nether. So is that bread prohibited or not? So if he tells us, he meant like the miser, the tithing of animals, right? If you have cattle, sheep, or goats, so the Torah tells you, you have to tithe every tenth animal. So now that tenth animal, becomes prohibited when it's tight. So then it's a beautiful nether. In Kamaisa Behema Nada, also that's prohibited to eat a loaf of bread because he linked it to something like Maisa Behema. But if shall go in, but if he had in mind a different type of Maisa, the tithing of the produce by the granary. That's the Maisa Rishon that's given to the Levi. Right? The first thing you take off is the Truma for the coin. Then the Maisa Rishon that goes to the Levi. Then shall go in Mutter. Then it's permissible to eat the loaf of bread because he is linking it to Maiserishan, but Maiserishan is not prohibited. There's no sanctity in Maiserishan, even though you have to give it to the Levi. Right? If you're going to go ahead and make a nether, this loaf of bread should be like something that's permissible, obviously you're not going to prohibit your bread. Therefore, it will be permissible to eat the bread. If you didn't clarify what type of Maiser you had in mind, you just said, we don't know what you had in mind, the halach is you're not going to eat the bread, because again, you have to be stringent. The fourth example, Hare Alaikachuma. A person says, this loaf of bread should be like truma to me. So what did he mean? There's this truma that we have that's in the lishka. The lishka is that chamber in the base of Mindash where people donate coins that are used to purchase animals for the offerings. So then if a person says, this loaf of bread should be like truma, and he had in mind, that truma, that's what he had That's what he had in mind when he made the vow. Also, then it's a beautiful, it's us, it's prohibited the bread. It's a beautiful vow because his vow was this bread should be like something that became prohibited. That those coins became prohibited in the Lishka. But but if he had in mind that his loaf of bread should be like chuma, the chuma of the Gorin, the chuma referring to the chuma that's done by the that's separated by the granary that's given to the Kohen, then it's not going to be a good vow. Mut is permissible because chuma is something that only coins let eat. It's prohibited from the Torah. We said the Torah prohibits something intrinsically like chazer, and that's what truma is, therefore it's, it's not going to be a good vow. Now the Mephoshim asks, why is that? How does something become truma? When a person declares that this is truma, he separates it. So why, is it not, why wouldn't it be a good vow? So the Mephoshim explained, no, because the produce is all prohibited before you separate it. Everything's prohibited. So it's all prohibited already. Except when you separate truma, then you permit everything else. But the thing that's truma is always prohibited. Therefore, it's not going to be a good vow, and therefore, it will be permissible to eat that, or be permissible to eat that loaf of bread. If you didn't clarify which way he meant when he said it should be like Chuma Asr, then it'll be prohibited. These are the words of Remeya. Yehuda says, No, Stam Chuma be Yehuda Asura. If you're in Yehuda, Judea, then Stam, a person just says Chuma, he doesn't tell us what he meant, we're not going to be stringent, because in Yehuda, we assume that what the guy meant when he said Chuma, he meant Chuma of the lishka 
Chuma of the base Hamidish. The base Hamidish was in Yehuda, Judea. And when a person says Stam Chuma, he meant the Chuma of the Lishka in the base Hamidish, and therefore it's going to be a good vow. Therefore the bread will be prohibited. But Bagalil Muteris, if it's in the Galilee and he Stam makes a nether, and he says that his food, his bread should be like Chuma, then it's Muteris, because then we assume it's referring to the Chuma that's given to the coin. By the granary. Why? She ain't Because people in the Galil, they don't, they, they're not familiar with the Chuma of the Lishka because the, the Galilee was far away from the temple. The temple was in Judea. Since it was far away, they're not thinking about Chuma that's in the temple of the chamber. Therefore, they're referring to the Chuma by the produce. And therefore, we said that was not a good vow. And therefore, if a person made a vow in the, in, in the Galilee, in Galil, that his food should be like chuma, it will be permissible to eat that bread, but it will not be a good vow because it's thinking of the granary. Now, we said that if you have a choice, we're not sure what the guy meant. If the guy made a nether, you're not sure if he meant it in a way that's valid or invalid, we said you have to be stringent. This next town is going to disagree. Therefore, he says, Stam charamin. we're going back to the case of charamin. A guy says, this loaf of bread is like cherim to me. And there were two ways how cherim takes place. One is where Cherim goes to the base of Migdash, and another Cherim goes to the Kohen. We said the one, it, 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 if he had a mind, the Cherim that goes to the base of Migdash, then it will be a valid vow. But if he had a mind, the, the, the bread, if he had a mind, the Cherim that goes to the Kohen, then that would not be a valid Cherim because his food will not be prohibited because it's permissible once it gets to the Kohen. So it says the Mishnah, Stam Charam Yehudim if the guy's in Yehud in Judea, and Istam says, this loaf of bread is like a cherim to me, it's like cherim, it's like a cherim, then be Yehuda Matarin, it will be permissible to eat it in Yehuda. Why? Because this Tana holds, if you're not sure which way he meant, did he mean a cherim that goes Lushemayim to heavens, meaning it's sanctified to the temple, that kind of cherim, or he meant it should be like the cherim that's given to the coin? So we're lenient. Not like the first Tano held that when you're not sure you're stringent. No, you're lenient. Therefore, in Yehuda, you're lenient. But in Galil, there's a special reason why we're still going to be stringent. Over Galil, but if somebody was in the Galilee and he made the same nether, that the loaf of bread should be forbidden, then it's going to be prohibited. Why? Because the reason why it would be permissible is because we say maybe he had in mind what kind of cherim, the cherim that, that the gift is given to the Kohen. And if it's given to the Kohen, then it's going to be permissible, therefore it's not going to be a good vow. But in Gal- Galil, they didn't have any Kohanim over there. The, in, 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 the, in, the, uh, in Galil, they didn't live with Kohanim. Because the Kohanim mainly lived in Yehud and Judea, because that was near the base of Migdash, near the temple, where they did the service. Therefore, when someone in Galil would say Cherim, they don't mean the Cherim of the Kohanim, they meant the Cherim of the heavens, which would make the nether a valid nether. Therefore, the bread would be prohibited.